Have you ever wondered how a song is made? How it starts? What happens during the recording process? How does an idea become that beautiful three-minute thing you hear on the radio? My name is Emmeline, and in Journey of a Song, I take you on a tour of a musician's creative process, from the very first notes to the final, fully produced progression. As a singer-songwriter and an independent recording artist, I am intimately familiar with the magic of music creation, but I also know that each song has its own sacred story. Each week, I'll be talking to a different songwriter as they pull back the curtain on a favorite composition, beginning with the acoustic version of the song and ending with the final recorded product. In between, you'll hear a conversation about the inspiration behind the song, the decisions made in the recording booth, and the many ways in which music reflects and informs our emotions and our lives. This week, my guest is the Sunshine Soul singer, songwriter, and hope dealer Ellen once again. An independent recording artist and a self-professed optimist, Ellen strives to release music that brings hope to her listeners. Her songs have been featured in hit shows like Dance Moms, Shameless, and Hand of God, as well as commercials for iconic brands like Dove, Target, and Hershey's Kisses. Today, we'll be discussing her beautiful single, Survivor, released at the beginning of 2021. Welcome back to Journey of a Song. My name is Emmeline, and I'm so excited for our guest today. I have with me the fantastic Ellen once again. Ellen, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. Thanks so much and for doing this. back at you. Sorry, I have to say the fantastic Emmeline oh, as well. No. So. <laughs> I couldn't let that pass. <laughs> you are so sweet. I am so glad that you agreed to do this, and I can't wait for people to hear this song because it's such a beautiful message. And we're going to kick it off by letting them hear the acoustic version of your beautiful song, Survivor. Thank you.
Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to play it. <laughs> I was going to say, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but this is one of the only times that you've played this song live. Yes. Despite yes. the fact that you released it a little while ago. Right at the top of the year. Yes. Yeah. It's weird because everything is, is different now. So um, a lot of the places that we would go to play music, we're just not playing it. We're playing on Zoom, which is, you know, not bad, you know, but it's different. <laughs> so I am just happy to play this song, you know, for you. <laughs> I, I, I'm more than happy to be your live audience. I'm, I'm thrilled <laughs> to be able to share it with all of our listeners because it is such a beautiful message, especially in light of the crazy year we've all had. It's been a crazy year. And it's something that if you would have looked back even a year prior or two years, not, who could have foreseen where we would be? I think for a lot of people, um, we all need to kind of hear like we're survivors. Look what we we're stronger than we sometimes give ourselves credit credit for. <laughs> yeah. Even the mental toll that 2020 took, you know, just having to completely change your lives and just saying like, look, you know, you're still surviving. You're still you're still thriving. So, you know, that's a lot to say. And, and just sometimes when you look back and you, and if you think like, I've, I haven't done as much this year, or I'm not exactly where, it's just something to look back and say, look at all the things that I've been through and that I've survived. So sometimes just putting one foot in front of the other in spite yes. of all of these circumstances is an accomplishment. Yes, it's, it's an accomplishment. And it's something that we should, you know, we shouldn't forget. <laughs> Right. I think that's such an important message that we have to cheer the small wins as much yes. as we cheer the big ones, especially in moments like this. I completely agree. I completely agree. Because in circumstances like this, the small wins become big wins, right? I, yes, yes. Like getting out of bed in the morning is a small win. Well, but it's a on, big deal, right? But getting and out of bed now. in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> it's a big deal. Teaching in the middle of a pandemic, going to school in the middle of a pandemic, working in the middle of a pandemic, it's, it's, it's all a big deal. And these are so. all things that you're doing for our listeners. These are all things <laughs> that you're currently engaged in. So Ellen, Ellen is a bit of, of an expert on the multitasking in a pandemic. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. It's been a challenge, but, um, you know, we're just all making it. And um, it's a lot for me. It's a lot of new discoveries, even during this time. You know, it, it's kind of forced me to look at things differently and to say like, hey, this is how I'm going to create. This is how I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to do this, you know, because everything has changed. So it just kind of opens up your eyes to like now we do this, you know, and that's for everybody, you know, for artists, for anybody who's had to do things differently, you know, that you didn't think you could do. Now, you know, like, okay, I can do this, you know, so birthed out of these times right here, you know, a lot of people are discovering new things about themselves. So, yeah. So you've, you've done quite a few things in COVID. You were doing quite a few (laughs) things pre-COVID. But you mentioned changes and making adjustments to the artistic process. You released this song January 1st of 2021. Yes. Yes. Before we all realized that 2021 was really just 2020 extended. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) When When did you write this song? I wrote this song actually a few months prior. So I wrote it maybe in the summer of 2020. And I wanted to release it in November, actually, of 2020. And life has just been, you know, with the pandemic, you know, life has been what it is. So I said, I'm going to release this song at the top of the year. And I'm not going to stress about, you know, like, oh, I need to release this now. Like, nope, let's just release it at the top of the year. And it's still very relevant because, you know, we're still dealing with a lot of things dealing with the pandemic. So, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I I think... It's interesting that you say that you wrote it last summer, because I think last summer, the mentality was a little bit different, right? We were all sort of planning, like, maybe we'll be out of this soon. Yes, yes. Well, I think there was just a lot of uncertainty. Like, um, it was something that we had not seen. And the song I wrote before this was Be Okay, you know, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it kind of just went together because be okay was a little bit more about just the anxiousness of saying like, okay, how do, you know, you just feeling anxious, like you breathe in, breathe out. This is how we're going to do this. And I'm going to tell myself it's going to be okay. Well, this song is just kind of, I would almost say a little bit more confident in saying like, you know what, I'm a fighter. I'm a survivor. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep on going and just realizing even in the midst of these times, the power that you do have. So it sounds like you see be okay and survivor as two parts of the same journey. Uh, it is. Um, for, for me, it was. It was written around the same time. And survivor is an answer to be okay. Because be okay, it was confident. And it's saying like, do this when you're feeling lost. You know, breathe in, breathe out. You're going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. But survivor is just the thing that says, you know what? No matter what happens, I'm a fighter. I'm a survivor. And you're speaking these things. You're you're speaking that, you know, I will survive. I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to be okay, but <laughs> I'm going to survive this. <laughs> I mean, sometimes just I will be okay is a big thing to say to yourself. It is. It is. And I think a lot of the times I would say that our words, the words that we speak have a lot of power. And um, it's okay to feel afraid, you know, because we don't know what's you know, happening tomorrow. Things are changing so quickly. But, you know, when we can say like, you know what, I'm going to reassure myself that things are going to be okay. Or I'm going to just speak that I'm a survivor, that I will survive whatever's coming my way. So as an artist, I feel like, you know, we have a chance to help 
people kind of make it through this or give them words when they may not have the words to say, you know, or when they're feeling afraid. You can sing this song. If you don't feel like saying it, then you can sing it. <laughs> yeah. And to give them a message. That's so interesting that you mentioned that. La Belle, who was on the show recently, said something similar and that songs ideally help people put names to their feelings. Mm, that's very and true. Tell people what they need to hear in those times. And it sounds like that's really what you were doing with Survivor and with Be Okay was, first of all, saying to yourself what you needed to say to yourself. Right. <laughs> and then thinking, okay, if I need to hear this, maybe somebody else needs to hear it too. Yes. And um, it's especially for me, writing a song is very personal, but it is also an opportunity to help someone else because I kind of feel like my art is what I can give. And I, I posted a quote. Um, I, I sometimes post quotes in my stories and it really stuck out to me. Somebody wrote this quote and it says, your greatness is not what you have is what you give. Mm. And it really, it's really stuck out to me because it's kind of like, what can you give somebody else? And that's the thing that's really going to you know, give you, you know, it makes, it gives you something. You not only help somebody else, but it helps you as well. So it's like, okay, what can I give, you know, to someone else? So that quote really stuck out to me. So just giving other people a voice and giving other people hope is just really important with my music. Yeah. And, and that it's not just what you have, but what you do with what you have. That is great. Yes. Yes. I that completely. To be the message in there. It's the message. It's definitely the message. And it really doesn't, you know, it's just something that everybody can do. You know, it's kind of like you don't have to be here. Or you don't have to. It's just something that we all can do right now is <laughs> help somebody else because we may not be traveling the same, you know, the same way, but we're all dealing with something that's, you know, that we can all use a hand with. So, yeah, the metaphor that I keep hearing is we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. Yes, yes, I completely agree. My situation is not someone else's situation, but what can you do? What can you give to somebody else that can be helped? It's kind of like we're all pitching in to help battle this storm or battle this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, to take care of each other. Yes. Because we need that now more than ever. Yes, I completely agree. You and I were talking pre-show about how important both of us feel that connection is in music, how important it is to use music to establish connections between people and how yes. hard that has been in COVID. Because before it was kind of easy for us and that there was, you know, as atypical as an artist's plan is, there was a plan laid out where you would write a song and you would think, oh, I think this, this song is exactly like you were saying with Survivor. I think this song says something that maybe people need to hear because I needed to hear it. So maybe there are other people who need to hear it. So I'm going to go play this song live and right we're gonna come right. and in that moment we're gonna be connected and maybe i'll take exactly. that video and put it up on youtube but that'll be a video of a connection that i made in a live space and we don't have that yes. space anymore yep so that you, is so true oh go ahead oh <laughs> uh, no i was just gonna say you've been reimagining connection can you talk a little bit about the ways in which you've chosen to pursue that well one way is through um a video and so for survivor due to the pandemic we really couldn't all just get together um and sing a song and you, like you said we can't go places and we can't sing it together and we can't really talk about it and then i came to survivor and i didn't feel like it was a song that i wanted to do by myself <laughs> i felt like survivor is about 
other people. It was about everyone. So I, I didn't want to just sing it by myself, but also being safe. So that's when um, I put out like, hey, does anybody want to be in this video? You know, this is a song and it's called Survivor. And it's something that we're all going through and who wants to be in it? And um, anybody who wanted to be in it, I was just happy you were in it, which was amazing. <laughs> and it was amazing to have you in the video and just to, you know, see your journey. And, you know, it just told stories. It really told everyone's story about how they're surviving and how they're a survivor. And so that was really special. And for me, that was a connection because you can put together everybody's story and how everybody is a survivor. And um, I think it was really great. I had a couple of friends and, you know, different people watch it. And it was interesting because they were like, I wonder what her story is, or I wonder what happened. You know, it was just nice for other people to connect with you know, the video and just saying like, okay, I wonder what happened. And, you know, what was going on with, with this person here? <laughs> 2021, man. It happens. <laughs> you have your children. I have my child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she does what she does. I understand. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about the beautiful video for Survivor. Um, yes, you were kind enough to ask me contribute. And I was more than happy to do so because I think that the message of the song is absolutely beautiful. And what I appreciated the most, which, which was also difficult, right? Because I'm, I'm a type A artist and I think (laughs) we're similar in this way. Both of us are very organized people who, you know, go through our lives and very, as much as we can in very organized ways. Yes. Yes. Um, Um, Yep. (laughs) But so Ellen sent out this call asking people to submit a video that indicated what survivor meant to them. And I wrote back in typical type A fashion, well, what what are the guidelines? And you were like, there are none. Yes, yes. So when I sent it out, initially, I had a couple of guidelines. And when I would tell people the guidelines, then I think every, you know, people were so nervous about being on the camera and about messing up that a lot of times they wouldn't respond or they were like, they were like, I don't know. And so I started that and very quickly I changed course. And I said, you know what? You tell me how, how you're a survivor. I don't want to tell your story. You tell me how you're a survivor. And then from there, you know, people, you know, they were able to sing the song because I'm like, if you just want to get on there and sing that you're a survivor, then sing it. Or if you want to tell your story, tell your story. But I kind of left it open for that very reason, because as that personality, you want to kind of say, okay, here's how it's laid out. And then after a while, I'm like, you know what, you tell your story. And it it was just amazing because it turned out where everybody's story just connected. (laughs) (laughs) We'll link it in the show notes. Everybody needs to go see the survivor video. And I'm not just saying that because there's footage of me in there. That's actually a reason that I would be like, don't don't watch the video. (laughs) But, But you should watch the video because it's so inspiring. You have so many friends and connections who have such vastly different stories about surviving and about what that title means to them personally. And to see that manifest over the course of you singing, you know, passionately about it in an empty theater, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which was very indicative of the time. I think sometimes we all feel like we're existing in an empty theater. Yes. Yes. 
and I I loved the symbolism of that. It like it made me cry. I was sitting there watching it. Oh. And I was like, this is so moving. <laughs> um, alone, you know, like like we all do right now. <laughs> exactly. But but it was absolutely beautiful. And I think you know you said two things that I want to highlight. One is that you didn't want to tell people how to tell their story, and you didn't want to tell anyone else's story. And I think that as a musician is such an incredible gift that you can give people a place to tell their story without telling them how to do that. Right. And that's been something, you know, just from, you know, both of us have been doing music for a while. And and that's one of the things that I've kind of learned along the way. It's kind of like the message doesn't change. You still want to be encouraging and you want to be, you know, you want to help and you want to give people a, you know, but part of giving people a voice is what we talked about is earlier is just giving them a voice and leaving space for them to connect with the music or connect with the message, how they want to connect with it. So that's been really a really important lesson for me is giving people space to connect how they connect. So that's yes, I'm, really I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I think that's such an important lesson for all of us and, and to extend that mercy to ourselves, right. To connect mm. in the ways that we need to connect. I completely agree. That's one of the, that's a hard lesson, you know, even for ourselves, like, you know, you look for the rules, even, <laughs> I don't want to get too metaphorical, but you get to the rules, even with, you know, living through a pandemic and you're kind of starting to realize in some ways, like there are no rules. It's kind of like, where's the guidebook for this pandemic? And it's like, there is none. You know, there's, <laughs> you have to do, you know, you have to kind of set your own standards on and set your own boundaries for how you're going to get through this, you know, because what happens when you depend on, you know, this is for me and for all the parents, when you depend on school, well, then there is no school. And then, you know, the things that, you know, you thought were going to be there is not there. So, you know, you're kind of having to really do a lot of self a self-reflection. And I know a lot of people are at this time. It's kind of like, okay, well, what happens when this happens, you know, or kind of what you were saying about being alone. A lot of times we were so busy doing other stuff and then now you're alone. So here's the thing, who are you when you're alone? <laughs> and a lot of people never stop to think about it because we were so busy going to work and we were so busy going to this and we were so busy hanging out and we were so busy doing this. And now you have all this time and you're like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a practicing child psychologist the other day who said that we have become really good at being humans doing, but we're not mm -hmm. good at being humans being. Yes. Yes. Like we're not human beings anymore. That we is, are humans wow. who do. And I was right. like, that is such a powerful thought. And she mentioned sort of as you do that, you know, we've had to reckon with who we are when we're still and who we are when we're quiet mm, yep. and who we are when the rules aren't available to us, when the normal avenues aren't around. Exactly. And how that is different than what we do. All right. Because so often I think we equate ourselves with our profession. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's very true. Yep. <laughs> and it's hard to step away from that. Do you feel like you have been able to explore Ellen outside of Ellen the musician this year? I think I have. So I know you know this, but, you know, I've been Ellen the, you know, musician or, you know, the artist. And then I've been 
Ellen, the songwriter, was what a lot of people see, like, you know, you're writing, you're doing this. But then there were also other avenues like Ellen, the worship leader, because I've, I've played for, you know, my church for I've been at the same church for over 10 years. And this is what I do. And that we still do online. But, you know, for the most part, everything kind of shut down or Ellen, the mom. That's another one, you know, that my friends but see sometimes occasionally bringing the kids to the show with me. <laughs> But, you know, it's just kind of like, I think now that things are different, I get to kind of do a couple of different things. And um, I was talking to you a little bit earlier about being on TikTok. And a lot of times I've done my music, but a lot of times I explore different parts of who I am. Like, hey, I'm going to do this cover because this is such a great song. And I mentioned um, Rise Up. And then sometimes I will do this worship song because that's who I am, too. So it's kind of like getting a chance to do different things and letting people see different parts of you. Like, this is who I am, too. Whereas a lot of times before, you know, you only put like, this is what I'm doing. And now you're getting a chance to connect on different levels. (laughs) We've lost the ability to curate a lot of our content. I mean, exhibit A, right? My dog barks in the middle of our episode. (laughs) I can't conceal the fact that I have a dog anymore. Not that I would ever want to. Most of the people who know me know that I have Chloe. As, As we do about you and your lovely daughters, like most of us know that you have two beautiful girls. Right, right. Full of personality and light and joy and spunk and sometimes a little bit of sass. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Which is also great, unless you're trying to get them to bed, I understand. But oh, as, yes. as an onlooker, Struggle. always great. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think we've lost the ability to compartmentalize and curate in a lot of ways because we don't leave our space. So oh, right, right. we do a radio show collectively with the wonderful Ghost of Blind Lemon and my dog shows up and your kids show up and th- that just has to be what happens. Right, right. And I think it's interesting because it's very, you're right, it's very much like Speaking of that ghost of blind lemon, it was the same thing. We were on there and the kids ran in and they were like, who are you talking to? (laughs) And so, you know, it's like, hey, I'm just sharing different facets of who I am, you know, so I'm really enjoying doing that. I know it's challenging a lot of times, you know, especially when the kids run in. There's a reason we're so late right now. It is, it but, is late for those of you yes. who are listening. For for where we are, where you are, it's between 7 and 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday. Exactly. Um, but where we are, it's, it's pushing midnight. But both of us have multiple spaces in which we exist. And I think what I hear you saying, what you mentioned about TikTok that we'll come back to, is you've allowed those other Ellens to creep in. Yes. And have actually yes. found more connection as a result of that. Like dropping those barriers actually allowed you to connect with more people. Can you talk a little yes. bit about that experience? And and that's the thing. Um, for those of me, you know, for those who know me in person, most of most of everybody already knows those things about me. But some people have only heard the songs that have been played on television, you know, have been played on this show. So, you know, a lot of people, they'll know this song, but they don't really know you as an artist. Like, okay, this is everything about me. And so, you know, when I've been on TikTok and I've been doing songs and um, just different, different songs, not even just my songs. I really, on TikTok, I haven't done a lot of my songs. I've done requests and what people want to hear. And then songs that were on my heart as well. Like, hey, I love this song. So I'm going to sing this song and this song encourages me. So I'm going to sing this song. But um, it's just been interesting because it's, great to see other people connect with it and you know they'll sing um, a song and I'm trying to think of one that everybody may know like a Fred Hammond song you know 
And it's great to go back and see because I, I go back I know, and then I watch a lot of the other people singing it. And it's great to just see like so many people connecting with it and, you know, just being free just to be like, this is the way I'm going to connect today. And it's just amazing. So I'm really enjoying that part of, you know, making music. <laughs> I was going to say, so p- for people who don't know, you're on TikTok and you you do covers, but you also create space, just like we were talking about with the Survivor video. You give people space to tell their story or to sing their story yes. by doing duets. Yes. And you'll sing like the first line or the first couple lines, and then you just leave space. And I, I just play. I just accompany. So I'm just, I play the, you know, the music and let them sing on top and it leaves space for them to sing their rendition, sing how they want. And it's just beautiful, you know, and, um, you know, hearing other people sing. And I, and I always kind of say like, you know, when I can, like, it doesn't matter how you sound. It doesn't matter if you are going to sing off key, then sing it proudly. You know, it doesn't really matter. And, you know, some people do and some people don't. And some, and some people, it's just, all of it is just beautiful to me. I just really enjoy that part of it and just hearing other people again tell their story. So that's that's really important and something I really enjoyed this year. It's, it's really been one of the highlights of this year for me, just hearing other other people's renditions, hearing other people's stories. <laughs> that's so cool. And that's so neat that you have found ways to pursue that connection that you value most. I mean, that's it sounds like one of your definitions of being a survivor is finding a new way. Yes. Yes. Adapting. Oh, definitely about adapting. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the year, these past two, I guess it's been a year, right? Um, from March to March. It's just definitely been about adapting. And yeah. um, so I've much. learned so much. I, I really have. And um, some of it's been really hard. And, um, you know, there's, there's been good things too, but it's, it's, it's definitely been a trial. I will say it was, it's been something that you've had to kind of grow and overcome this year. So <laughs> yeah, as we're speaking tomorrow marks a year since they declared it a pandemic. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say a whole year. And I know a lot, a lot of people have returned to work and there's, but just a year, a year of just complete change. I would say a, a year since the world changed. <laughs> It's interesting, but um, we've we've made it this far and we're just going to continue to make it. <laughs> I, I think that's a great message that it's just about putting one foot in front of the other and doing what you can yes. and showing up as you can, singing off key if you have to. Yes. However you're going to do it. And I only said that, you know, because there, there are some really wonderful duets, but I always see sometimes when people sing it like, well, I tried or, you know, I didn't hit this note and I want to respond back so bad. Like it doesn't even matter (laughs) because this is you and this is the way you express yourself. And that is just, you know, amazing in itself. (laughs) Well, and as a musician, you're like, you're singing along with me and I haven't had anybody do that in a year. Like, right, right. I don't care. <laughs> like, you're amazing just because you sang along with me. Yes, yes. So I'm really loving that. And I still, it, again, I still love writing songs, but it was an opportunity to discover something else that I loved as well. So that's really beautiful. And I think that's, that's incredible that you've created this space for people. And I love that you're carrying the message of this song forward in that way, that you're inviting people to show up to demonstrate just by singing along that they're surviving too. Right. That's what it means to them. Exactly. Exactly. I'm always very torn 
about kind of sharing other people's stories <laughs> because they're not your stories. But one of the most touching things that I saw was I did a, a worship song that a lot of people know. And um, there was a guy who who was on, you know, his TikTok and he was in the hospital and he was just like, hey, I needed to hear this tonight. And it was a COVID, you know, he had COVID and, you know, he's singing through all of his struggles. And I'm like, wow, you know, just to be able to do that or to want to do that. It was just really, it was just something, I don't know. I don't know how to quite describe it, but I was just like, wow. <laughs> so, um, well, and to be reminded in that way that music is the thing that will stretch across space and time and disease and pandemic barriers and, and exactly that sense that we're not as alone as we might think we are. Exactly. And boy, has that been a message for this year that even though we cannot be face to face and we're having to wear a mask, we're still not alone. <laughs> yeah, we're all in the same storm. Exactly. <laughs> so and we can still make connections. Amen to that. <laughs> and we can still maintain connections. Exactly. Exactly. Which is, I think, been a beautiful moment. <laughs> selfishly that's part of the reason I do this exactly <laughs> to get to maintain connections to drag my my decades old friends on to zoom with me at midnight um, <laughs> to talk about songs that we both love so survivor is unique in that you not only wrote it in quarantine but you produced it in quarantine everything start to finish happened yes. during lockdown yes. you worked with our friend our mutual friend Josh Good Yes. And Josh is amazing because um, we have, you know, set up this makeshift studio, <laughs> which is really just some, you know, the pipes and then some blankets over it, some sound blankets. And, you know, we talked to Josh and he was able to say like, okay, I can still hear this. And so he kind of helped us get the sound right so that we can record it here at home. And we've done a couple of songs that way where we just recorded here and we sent it back. You know, he's he's produced it and we kind of went back and forth that way. Instead of saying, I can't go to the studio, we kind of just made that work. Yeah. So postal <clears throat> service style, you sent him an idea. He sent you back <laughs> some stuff and you guys exactly. responded to create this beautiful, lush track that people are going to hear at the end of this episode. And at home, I still, I, that's just, that's just kind of blows my mind because, you know, we were going to the studio and, and studio is great, but it just shows you that, you know, just because there's no studio doesn't mean that you can't, you know, you have to stop making music just because you can't go out. Doesn't mean that you have to stop making music. <laughs> yeah. Just all of these things that we've had to pause are obstacles, yes, mm -hmm. but they're not a stopping point. They're not termination. Right, right. They're just an obstacle. And it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means you have to find another way to do it. Yes, so true. Find another way. <laughs> when you talk about that in the song, right? <clears throat> yes. In the lyrics, you know, just Survivor is really just talking about walking through this year, you know, and I know it's kind of like you walk through the fire and the rain and, you know, you're feeling everything that's going on and through it all, you're still a survivor, you know, and it's kind of like what you were saying, don't, you know, you're not letting doubt stop you. You're not letting anything hold you down. So you have during this time, stand up taller. <laughs> yeah. You have the line. So watch me burn through the shadows as bright as the sun, which I just, I love the image of that. I'm going to roar like Thank thunder. You. I've only just yep. begun. <laughs> I think so many of us saw this year as an end to things. Mm. But you talk about it in this song as the beginning of something new 
or is the beginning yes. of something different? Yes, it, it really is. Wow. It's really, it's, it's interesting to talk about. It really is. It's really tough to talk about because even though there's been so much good this year, realistically, you want, really want to say that just because good came out of this year doesn't mean that it was great, you know, and it wasn't great for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And so this is a new beginning. And I, I, I really believe that what's coming is going to be better than what we've been through. <laughs> and, and then I feel like we're going to come out of this and we're going to get better. You know, talking to you is just kind of like, I want to completely focus on the new beginnings, even as the lyrics say, but also paint a realistic picture of this has not been sunshine and roses. <laughs> No. <laughs> and flowers. And, you know, it's just been a lot of dark days, but we're getting stronger and we're getting through this and, you know, we're surviving and it's going to be better. <laughs> well, and the weight, I mean, so Chris Cleave has this really beautiful novel called Little Bee. And one of the things he says in the earlier chapters is that a scar does not form on the dying. Mm. And I've always thought that was such a powerful line. A scar it is very powerful. And he follows that up with a scar means I survived. Wow. And, you know, that speaks to what I think you're talking about, which is the weight of this year. And I think because we're still in it, right, it's difficult right. to grapple with exactly what we've overcome and exactly what those scars are going to look like. Right, right. Those wounds are still scabbing over. But the fact that we're here for them to start to scab over mm. is a big deal. It's a big deal. And you can carry the grief and the loss of the year along with the gifts of the year. Hmm. Is that a sentiment that you feel and that you've tried to grapple with? It sounds like I've, both be okay and survivor are moments where you were kind of facing down both of those realities. Yes. Um, I think you said that perfectly because you're looking at the hope and you're looking at the sunshine, but you're still staring down the, <laughs> the pain and the heartbreak and the uncertainty. So I think you said that very beautifully. Like, yep, it, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think I, I love the optimism in your music. I think you, <laughs> you talk about optimistic soul, right? And it definitely is like it's very uplifting. It's beautiful sunshine soul music. And I love <laughs> I love you. that descriptor. I think it's it's such an apt description of what you create. And I think, you know, the challenge in making that right is to honor the loss while demonstrating the optimism. And it's been beautiful to watch you walk that journey and then to share that message with other people that, yes, we can acknowledge what we've lost and should acknowledge what we've lost. But that doesn't mean we can't keep going. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And that sometimes what we've lost makes us able to keep going. I completely agree. Yep. And it's one step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. One step at a time. So you and Josh Good corresponded back and forth. You all created this home studio and you somehow managed to record the vocals amidst grad school, amidst a burgeoning TikTok account, amidst... Oh. <laughs> and I'm not going to leave out Dre Hinton as well because... Um... <laughs> Dre, the jack of all trades, you know, he, uh, oh my gosh, he's definitely helped with that home studio as well, because <laughs> he was, he was the, uh, he was one of the main builders and <laughs> his tech savvy is amazing. So, you know, we just all kind of worked it out from this end. And, and I would say that he is the second half of the juggling act. Let's say that. <laughs> 
I loved that the second half <laughs> of the juggling act. So With Jay, the kids and <laughs> so Jay is your fabulous spouse for our listeners who don't know you. Um, yes. or don't know the two of you, which is just a joy to watch. I think I've always known you two together because we yes. met over 10 years ago now. Yes. When you wandered into an open mic at Crown and Heart. And this February was, this is kind of like this February, we would have been married 15 years. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, we that's have been. Own, I will say too. <laughs> that's its own kind of survival, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we, you know, we, you know, through kids, through everything, we're making, you know, through a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you, you. This is a unique way of getting to know your partner. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a year of lockdown with two small children. <laughs> So on that note, though, you have this beautiful relationship that supports you and that enables you to do what you love and enables Dre to do what he loves and then enables you to come together and help each other engage in the juggling act, right? Right. Do you have advice for people who may be listening who are thinking, how do, how do I do that? How do I make that happen? Oh, my goodness. It's And it's what you were saying. It's hard to look back on the journey. And um, boy, it really is. But um, I am trying my hardest not to give cliche advice. <laughs> you can give a cliche because advice. you can hear a lot of people saying that listening is important. And it really is. And then taking one day at a time is important because it really is. And I know those are, are super cliche. But what advice do you give somebody with like who's who's trying to build a relationship in a pandemic or, you know, we didn't see this coming years ago. So it's kind of like every day we're we're taking it one step at a time. And, you know, we're just trying to support each other one step at a time, because what we needed one year ago is completely different than now. <laughs> So yeah, our kids are at home, you know, we're kind of doing the home, not homeschool, but Zoom school, I'll say Zoom school thing. And so yeah, we're we're doing a little balancing act. <laughs> and it's one day at a time. <laughs> yes. Now you have you have a leg up on some other people who are doing Zoom school because you have been a teacher. Yes, yes. So um, it definitely comes in handy. <laughs> and I get to see I get to see compassion from both sides, you know, as a parent and as a teacher, you know, you get to kind of see both sides of the coin. So <laughs> that is so beautifully diplomatic. <laughs> it's just so well put. Compassion for both sides. I love that. Do you feel that experience when you sit down with your kids? Is that part of your surviving is calling upon that instinct that you have from years and years ago? It's oh my gosh, I would say Zoom school is interesting. I feel like a lot of times as a you know, as a teacher, you do have a, head, a leg up. But I will say this, your kids are just wonderful and sweet and beautiful, but sometimes they are the hardest students. <laughs> because they know you on a different aspect. They know you as mom, so so you're no longer the authority figure at the front of the room. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, the the person that, okay, that's, that's my teacher. No, this is my mom. This is a, a completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't wear two hats at the same time is what I hear you saying. Teacher and mom are difficult to wear at the same time. They're, they're, they're a little different. <laughs> you have Fair. to do both. But yeah, they're, they're, they're looked at a little bit differently. <laughs> It, I feel like it is. I, I love that you mentioned that at the top. And I think it's it's important to reiterate that this is a moment when all of our worlds are colliding. Yes. Yes. 
And it's, that's part of survival is figuring out how, how to survive that collision. How to navigate. And how to thrive in that collision, how to say, Mm -hmm. okay, I can't separate these things anymore. So since I can't, how do I take the joining of them and make that fulfilling? Wow. Well, and that's, that's the thing about kind of being, you know, kind of separated is sometimes it takes that, you know, you get a chance. I won't say it takes that, but you get a chance to kind of figure it out and kind of create your own playbook for it because school doesn't look the same anymore. You know, there's still lesson, but now you you're doing it not in the classroom. You know, it's, it's you're doing it at, at a different space, you know, or different speed, you know, so everything looks different and it's tough, but a lot of times you do have a little bit of flexibility to kind of figure out how to navigate it, even though it's, it's really tough, you know, to navigate and depending on the situation as well. Yeah. So when you sat down to write this song, were these things in your head? Were these things you were thinking about or was it sort of a natural visceral process? I was really thinking about this year and um, I I have some, you know, most of my songs are really very upbeat and, and they're still motivational. They're still like unbreakable. And, uh, and then, you know, I do and a couple of those songs. But um, this year, I was thinking about the pain of this year when I wrote these songs. I still wanted to kind of give people that motivation, but also I wanted to really tie in that you you see what people are going through and it's and it's not all roses. And even for my family, you know, both both of my parents um, had COVID and it was really scary for a while. And, um, you know, just really tying in like everything is different now. Everything is, you know, there's there's a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. And so you, you want to make sure that as you're talking to people and you're trying to give them a little bit of hope that you also make sure that you see them, you know, and you see these situations. And so it was personal for me, but I also wanted to make sure that I wrote those ideas down or I wrote those personal experiences as well as situations that I've seen um, included them into the hope so that it won't be tone deaf. It's not like, okay, but what do you see what I'm going through? And it's like, no, this is your, your survivor, despite what's going on. (laughs) So you wanted to honor the negative experiences as well as the resilience. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So hopefully when we look back on 2020 and 2021, you know, on the other side of that, we we can kind of look back and say, you know what, I, I went through that and I survived it. And now it's brighter, but, you know, we survived this just like, you know, many other events (laughs) that have happened throughout history, unfortunately. Yeah. And that becomes one more scar with a cool story to tell, I suppose. Exactly. Exactly. Or maybe not the coolest story in the world, but, you know, a story that ends with, and then I moved on. Exactly. And I survived. Something else happened. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then I survived. And, and we're able to step into a different identity. I guess what I hear you saying is that you not only had to imagine your, like reimagine your roles in the world, but you also had to sort of reimagine your place as a musician and what inspiration looked like to you and what inspirational looked like to you. I think even these past couple of years, I've always kind of known why I do music and I, you know, I do it. And, you know, as a musician, I think we all love music and, you know, we love different types of music, but these last couple of years, I've really examined why do I do music? 
you know, it's like, what is your why when you're creating music? And I think it's kind of helped me hone down on the message of my songs. It's kind of like, you know, I've always written songs and I think they've always, they always have a certain theme, but it's really helped me to hone down on like, why, why are you doing this? And every day I'm learning a little bit more and more about why do you do this? I, I have this thing, um, every occasionally I say, you know, if I'm speaking, I'll say like peace, love and purpose, you know, and it's kind of like, what is your purpose behind this? You know, what is your why behind this? It's just something as musicians is kind of like, okay, why are you, you know, and our reasons don't have to be the same, but you know, for me, it it does have a purpose on why I'm releasing these songs (laughs) and why they're important to me and why they would be important to someone else. Do you feel like your purpose has changed or do you feel like your understanding of your purpose has changed or do you think it has just crystallized? Oh, I think a little bit of both. That's one of the great things about creating music and about sharing music is because a lot of times, whether it's online or in person, sometimes it's easier in person because people, you know, you can talk to people, but it's always interesting to hear what other people have to say about it. And I think sometimes even hearing how it affects other people kind of helps you do both. It helps you to realize it more, but it also helps to crystallize what you're already doing. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> it's something Thank to think about. <laughs> so we had Court Huang on the show, who I think you know. He's he's a local artist as well. And one of the things that he talked about is how you, when you get older, your subject matter grows outside of yourself. So when you start writing songs, you write about you and only you and you kind of like drill down into you and why am I feeling this way? Let's talk about this thing I was feeling. Let's talk about this relationship I had. And then, you know, you you expand and maybe you talk about somebody else's relationship or somebody else's story. And then you start to think about socially what's happening in the world and what other people are going through. And as your worldview changes and increases and grows that bleeds into your songwriting and you become more aware of how your songs fit into a larger space. And I, I, that resonated with me and it sounds like it also resonates a little bit with you. It definitely does. And that's, that's really important because we've been doing it for a while and that put it into words perfectly, even though your reason or your, you know, your message may not have changed, but there's so many things that have changed, like your worldview or, you know, the things that um, you've gone through, (laughs) you seeing other people, you know, there's so many things that affect your journey, you know, and the journey of you, the journey as a songwriter. So I, I think you know, the wisdom behind it, not saying that, you know, you can't be wise at a young age because what we see a lot of people are, but I think your experiences, the things that you've gone, you go through and you live through change a lot. (laughs) Yes. I think we have all experienced a lot of wisdom generating experiences over the course (laughs) of the past 15 months. Yes. (laughs) And I mean, even before that, I feel like the last To borrow a phrase from Jason Robert Brown, I feel like the last five years have been particularly pivotal. Mm, That's true. There's just been a lot that has happened. That's very true. Yep. It's really hard to really say, but I I think in these last five years, we've seen so much. (laughs) In a short period of time, we've, you know, experienced so many things. And I wonder about that because... My youngest daughter is four and I'm just thinking like just in four years, I know she's only four. She won't remember it. My, my oldest is seven, but just in that short period of time, think of, I'm just thinking about like, wow, 
what they've lived through, you know, like, hey, they're out playing on the playground. Well, now they're at home and, you know, now they're living and doing everything at home. And how does that affect just, you know, how does that affect not only them, but how does that affect us having everything be flipped upside down? (laughs) And can we go back? Hmm. Because That'll be to the your question. Point, we survive and we fight and we live to see another day and we move forward. But can we go back to the people we were? And if we don't, if we can't, how do we reimagine a world where you can hug your friends again? You can walk around without a mask again. I mean, to be fair, people who are listening in March of 2021, do not do these things now. <laughs> right. It is not safe. We are not advocating that you go out without a mask and hug people. But ideally, right. in the future, we move into this space. And mm-hmm. and how do we survive? How do we thrive? How do we move forward? That's a good question, because I think we'll always remember, even as I, I do believe that we're going to get to the point where we you know, don't have to wear masks and we don't have to do this. But you're right. We're going to remember that we had to wear masks for a whole year or longer <laughs> and that we couldn't hug each other for a year or, younger, or longer. So it's going to look a little bit different, just like they're going to remember, you know, at four and five that they couldn't, they weren't supposed to hug people. <laughs> or go out they to su- the playground. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That's interesting. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But I do believe that we're getting through this. And even though it may look a little bit different, that it will look better, you know, in the long run. <laughs> That's the message, right? Is, you know, a scar doesn't form on the dying, but it's what you do with the knowledge of that scar, what you do with that experience, how you move forward that determines how you survive. Exactly. The stories we will tell our grandkids. (laughs) We could fill books. I'm sure we will. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think what's fascinating is we've talked about how we've changed as people, but the other thing that I hear you saying is that songs change like people that when we come back to them they say something different to us than than they did when we sat down to write it because you talked about writing this at like at the height of COVID in the summer but also a time when we thought oh six months exactly you know so we've got so in the summer I think we were all like oh so like just have to get through July and August and then we'll be good exactly exactly and that changed and um it changed But it's important for people to still have hope, hope that things are going to get better, that, you know, for people not to give up, for people not to let up and that we are going to get through this. We will. We will. I speak that very confidently. We will. (laughs) We're getting, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Lots and lots of vaccines going out as we're speaking, which is a beautiful beacon of hope. Yes. A ray of light and a sign that, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel might not be a train. Exactly. That that the message of these songs, you know, endures. Because what I hear you saying, and I, you know, I like to ask songwriters this, if people walk away from your music with one message, what do you want it to be? If people walk away from my music, the one message I want it to be is, and it sounds very, again, go back to that cliche, but the one message I think is the most important is hope. So, you know, whether you want, even though if you listen to a song, and it makes you want to dance or if, it, if you listen to a song and it just gives you just a little bit of um, it makes you feel better for that moment. That's the message that I want to continue to portray. It's just like, you know what? Hope if people go to I want to say like want to be me, you know, and it makes them feel confident in their skin for that moment. then that just makes me very happy. <laughs> 
That's awesome. That's so fantastic. So if people want to continue to benefit from this message of hope, if they want to continue to follow your journey, hear more of these amazing songs as they're being released, where's the best place for them to do that? Oh, wow. (laughs) You can throw them all out there. Give me all the links. Oh, gosh. So all of my handles are at Ella once again. My website is Ella once again, and I kind of jump platforms a little bit. So, you know, you can find me on Instagram, on YouTube. I have a lot of my music on YouTube, on TikTok. So I'm at a couple of different platforms. So So if people want to do what with you, they can find you on TikTok. Yes. And if people want to listen to the songs, they can find me at YouTube. And I just make sure that I have all those things available so that (laughs) you can maximize that connection. (laughs) Exactly. That's so beautiful. So Ellen, once again, on other socials, if you're listening to this as a podcast, these will all be linked. And if you're not, and you're listening to us on Deep Ellen Radio, just a reminder, it's E-L-L-E-N, once again, O-N-C-E, again. (laughs) Ellen, you are such a magical human, and I am so glad that our paths crossed all those years ago (laughs) in a bar. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Who would have thought, right? (laughs) Who would have thought, indeed. So Ellen, Ellen came to an open mic that I was hosting and I can't remember if it was the night you were there or a different night, but I had to pull the plug on someone at 2 a.m. because they were playing what was quickly approaching a 20 minute version of Weezer's The Sweater Song. Oh, wow. It may have been another night. It may have been another <laughs> night. Yeah. And our, our paths have crossed there. Opening bell, um, Mokalux. Um <laughs> All these beautiful places. And I continue, I always have been and continue to be inspired by you and by your music and by the joy that you bring into the world. And and I've really, really felt blessed to watch you evolve as an artist and to watch you find a way to honor the sacrifices people have made over the course of this difficult time and honor the losses people have experienced and still maintain that sense of optimism and that sense of hope. I think that that's just a beautiful message to all of us that it is possible to have those two things exist in the same space. Mm, Yes, it is. um, And, you know, I'm just honored to be here because I'm honored to know you. You've been very inspiring to me. So I'm I'm definitely glad to be here again as we leave out. Just know that it is possible that this is not the end. It will get better. (laughs) In fact, I would argue it's only a beginning, right? Mm, We're seeing the beginning of the end of this and hopefully the beginning of something that is much, much better for everyone involved. I completely agree. So I hope I hope our listeners can take that forward. And I don't have to hope. I can know because we're going to let them close out with us by hearing the fully produced version of Survivor that you and Josh created yes. across emails and miles <laughs> with a blanket fort studio. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to introduce your song? So again, my name is Ellen once again. And this song that you're about to listen to is called Survivor. Walk through fire and the rain I felt the heartache and the pain I'm not afraid to face the dark Although I'm small, I got a lot of heart This time, I won't let doubt stop me I won't let shame hold me down I'm gonna stand up taller I'm a fighter, I'm a fighter 
so much for joining me for this week's episode of Journey of a Song, featuring the bright light Ellen once again. To follow Ellen's journey, follow her on TikTok or find her on Instagram at, at Ellen once again. That's at E-L-L-E-N-O-N-C-E again. You can also visit her official website, ellenonceagain.com. For behind the scenes glimpses and more about Journey of a Song, follow me on Instagram at, at Emmeline Music. That's at E-M-M-E-L-I-N-E Music. Don't forget to check out my other podcast, Journey of an Artist, wherever you listen to podcasts. Journey of a Song airs Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Deep Ellen Radio, and each episode is available as a podcast the very next day. Discover new music and hear fascinating stories with me, Emmeline, every Friday on your favorite podcast app. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. This is only the beginning, and I don't want you to miss a single minute of these inspiring conversations. If a picture is worth a thousand words, a song is worth a thousand stories.